Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 107 of the CZUS Show. I know it's been quite some time. It's, it feels like it's been, what, about a month since we released episode 106, Sir Caesars and myself and Trader XXIV. Matter of fact, the last episode we talked about was when LaMarcus Aldridge and Rajon Rondo debuted for their new respective teams. And since then, there's been a lot that has went on as well, too. So shout out to LaMarcus Aldridge and his great grand career as well, too. Um, and like I said, there's been a lot of things that have been going on as well, too. So just know that I've been busy, but I've been working on some good things on the side as well, too. Um, and I'm more than excited to get into today's hottest topics as well. Um, so before we get into today's hottest topics, I just want to let you guys know I appreciate the love and support as well. So continue to, you know, comment on pages through the Facebooks, comment um, on Instagram, comment on all forms of social media as well too. And subscribe, rate, comment, and share at The Caesars Show, at Sir Caesars, and Trade at XXIV. So, you know I had to make a comeback with my co-host, my boy. So ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for my boy, my co-host, my boy from another mother, my brother from another mother, Trade Day XXIV, what it do, baby? Let's get it. What's up? It's your boy, Trey. <laughs> day. Oh, <laughs> uh, day. Summertime vibes, you know what I'm saying? I'm not really summertime ready just yet. I got a few more push-ups to do. I got a few more edges to do. You know, it's cut season, you know what I'm saying? Like that. I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to let my hair hang or keep it braided up. You know what I'm saying? It's the dilemma because everybody still got their quarantine locks, but... It is what it is, but you already know it's another episode 107 of the season show. We've been gone too long, right or wrong. Ha. But yo, we got glad to be back in the spot. What's good with you, sir? Caesars, what's up, man? Man, I'm doing great. Like you said, we've been gone too long. Um, is that is that a drink that you got right now? Is, is that what I see? Hey, the police don't know what's in my clip, Playboy. This is orange mm. juice, Playboy. It could be that mm. Grey Goose, baby. But hey, mm. toast, 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 toast. Cross continental to toast. <laughs> now, you man, doing, man? Um, I'm doing great, man. Like I said, it's been a while, um, you know, since we were able to record an episode. So I know some people have been waiting on that and whatnot. But you know, sometimes people just get busy. Um, so as long as it's 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 good busy, then and then it, then it's yeah. cool. But literally had my friend Mo visit me for some time um and then my sister and her friend came for some time and then I was busy um on set just doing some stuff as well too so okay our times never kind of you know coincided with one another but yeah, um man. should be good to We're go moving guys. forward and, and hopefully you know we have a, a, a in-person um episode real real soon so that would be very very nice um so maybe we'll see that maybe 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 we'll see we'll yeah. see um, but there was someone who brought to my attention that, you know, from the last episode, they really like when we do the, the check-ins and whatnot as well, too. So I want to continue that moving forward as well, too. And, you know, I kind of got inspired from watching I Am Athlete um, when Brandon Marshall kind of did the check-ins as well, too. So that, that, that's what kind of, um, you know, prompted everything as well, too. So with that being said, how do you feel, um, you know, from a, mental, from a mental standpoint, spiritual standpoint, um, you know, all those standpoints, how how you feeling right now without, I guess you don't have to go into detail, obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. but how are you feeling on all levels, man? I'm, I'm media trained to a certain extent. <laughs> um, <laughs> nah, I feel, I feel all right, man. In some ways anxious, in some ways, um, working very, very smart and diligently to not compare 
myself because compare is to be for joy. And no matter what you were going through in this year and some months or however long or year that has been since, you know, the gates have been opened or closed for pandemic and then open kind of post pandemic, but it's not post pandemic, but there, there are different variables and different things that can lead to you being outside and being around people and kind of being back in that mix. Um, it was a chaos in, you know, being alone and being, you know, indoors in a way and not being around a lot of people. But there was also a, a, a safety in that as well for some of the mental, some of some of that for certain people. Uh, and for me, you know, I, I move so much. I'm just trying to protect myself and protect that energy. Even when I'm out and about, you know, you see so much stuff. Everything is like a show in some ways. People are trying to get their money back. People are trying to put on for different people. So, I mean, I, and, and the hype is good sometimes, but but at the same time, you're out and you see it and you're like, yo, I worked on this the whole time or I worked on this for a number of time or I had to face this with myself for a certain time uh, during this this time period, during this this break from Toronto, if you will. And you're trying to stay true to yourself in that. So I, I think I've been pretty good about it. You know, it, it, my, my thing is I, I was down in Dallas a few weeks ago and the, the phrase for that weekend was I can swim. Yo, yo, you bro, you trying to do this? Yeah, I can swim. It's whatever. Yo, I can swim. It's whatever. You know what I'm saying? I can swim. Which means that, you know, no matter what the tide or or, or even sail, if you if you may, no matter what the tide, no matter what the current, no matter what it is, um, you always have a route that you're on. You have to stay true to yourself. You have to, you know, feel that energy. You have to make it organic because there was so much organic things that the pandemic brought out. There is going to be such a hype and such an energy that might be negative for some people that's going to come when everything opens up. And for sanity, for spiritual reasons, and for just growth reasons, you have to recognize where you are at in that tier and not just get thrown out into the, the vortex that could be opening back up for capital gain, for show, for for just the, 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 the hype of being there. Always tend to yourself, tend to others around you in an organic, loving fashion when it comes to energy and when it comes to when we're getting back together, because there's a lot of crazy shit happening right now as well. Right. So always foster a loving, a caring and a safe environment for others, for women, for 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 the diversity of whatever your friend group may be or whatever your community may be. You got you got to make sure you do that. So that's where I am. I'm trying to keep it grounded in that. What's up with you, man? I know that was a long way to answer, but I had to get that out. You know what I'm saying? No, that was great, man. Like I said, we haven't spoken um, in a while, so it's always good to check on a fellow brother, see how they're doing as well, too. Um, and it just puts things into perspective. So. I love that. You know, whenever you ramble, love it. You know what I'm saying? The rants, uh, you know, about whether it be about the earth being flat or aliens coming to take over or anime reference. Uh, I love all of it. Conspiracy theories. I love all that shit. <laughs> oh, man. Nah, but um, I mean, pretty much the same, you know, from a mental standpoint, um, I feel great. Um, I actually do feel great. I know like last time when we spoke, I was kind of all over the place with kind of coming back to myself and whatnot, but having my family and, and close friends, you know, visit for just a little bit um, really did help as well too. Weather's getting a little bit better. Things are starting to open back up um, and I'm, you know, continuing to, you know, just better myself in all aspects. So that's been good from a physical standpoint. 
been lacking a little bit, but I've started to become a little bit routine as well to organize. You can see, like, if you can see back there, I got a little calendar that I put up right there. So I kind of want to live by that moving forward because I used to have it back in the day. But when I moved from Richmond over here, I kind of sometimes utilize like a little uh, journal or a little like agenda, but I rather see it physically every single day when I wake up. That's the first thing I see. So um, that's been working numbers for me as well, too. Um, and then from the spiritual, yeah, go ahead. Uh, before you get to the spiritual standpoint, and and you can you can be as as above the shallow the, the deep waters as you like this question, you know, because this is a question that I will ask you after as well. But just for our listeners, you know, people that tuned in, people that might get a lot from this segment, um, you're in a new place. You know, does it does it get lonely being in that new place? And what are some of the ways that you you use to kind of Pick yourself up and kind of, you know, stay at a basis, stay with good energy, being in a new place that you might not have as much family and friends around in that space. Oh, yeah, it gets lonely as hell. <laughs> don't let that fool you. If someone says they don't get lonely, then they're just built uh, completely different. I mean, I'm built different as well, too. But the fact that I'm almost damn near 3,000 miles away, the fact that I came here off of impulse, the fact that I not only came here off of impulse, I came here during a pandemic when everything was closed uh was kind of was kind of weird and then you know i already knew of some people here as well too so i was like all right it's gonna be easy connection gonna be easy but you start to realize and i can only speak geographically speaking from where i'm located at right now a lot of people will say one thing but they'll do the complete opposite so basically it's kind of like starting from scratch as well too um, but you know, there's a lot of days where I'm, I'm real high and there's a lot of days where I'm, I'm real low. So it's a very, very ebb and flow process. But what gets me through that is, you know, having the ability to utilize social media or just utilize the updated technologies that we have where I'm interacting with my family and friends virtually as well too. uh, reading a lot, just going out and, and just doing something that you enjoy, whether it's going out to take photos going out on a walk, uh, meditating, like I said, reaching out to people or just, you know, meeting new people as well too, picking their brains and whatnot. So okay. um, those things kind of keep me level-headed. Um, and, and, and yeah, I would say that. So just doing what you love, um, just exploring and just knowing that there's always someone that you can confide in if you, if you have the luxury of that. Some people don't, but I'm blessed enough to have that. So those are things that kind of keep me, um, level-headed and also just my I wouldn't necessarily say pride but I feel like I'm truly you know meant to do great things so that kind of me reconfirming that with myself basically definitely helps me as well too um so I hope that answered your question um to an extent and then from a spiritual standpoint um I just feel good man uh like I said meditating a little bit more um expressing gratitude more and more and more I'm a true believer of you you uh you know you reap what you sow in a sense as well too um and you know i've just been trying to give more uh whether it be something from a financial standpoint or just you know just a part of me giving advice to people i i feel like if you put out goodness into the universe that goodness will come back to you as well too um so i i've been i've been pretty good as well too and then one thing that you know, I, I like your I like your saying you had when you went to Dallas. Um, when I was on set, and I'll tell you about this afterwards. Okay. Uh, one thing that kind of stuck with me was 
from a guy that I that I was on set with for a little bit. He said, closed mouths don't get fed. Um, and I know it's very basic, but that kind of stuck with me all week. You know what I'm saying? So to me, when I decipher that, I feel like, you know, just never be afraid to do anything. Um, and don't be afraid to ask questions as well, too, um, because you may seem a little hesitant with certain things, but people who are students of the game will just that that will get you so far in life from being someone who stands down as a per, as opposed to someone that stands out. So I kind of stick by that. And then just being around successful individuals, you kind of get to hear, you kind of you kind of realize they're in their own element. Um, so when yeah. I say their own element, they're all in a certain stratosphere, right? And they all say the same exact thing. So I know I'm kind of doing something right if I'm living by these. So a couple right. things, couple a couple of gems gems that got dropped to me was one, find something that you're passionate about, and once you find something that you're passionate about put that time, energy, and effort into that as well, too. Two, um, surround yourself around like-minded individuals as well. Have a strong support system. Um, so that would be three. Four, never be afraid to fail because failure is the best teacher as well, too. So if you can have all those things um, in tandem, then you should be able to go out and, and get what you desire as well, too. Um, and the law of attraction is real. So um, that was that was my rant right there. But without further ado, are you ready to get into the hottest topics of episode 107, Sir Caesar's Trade Day XXIV? Let's go. All right. All right. But before we get into the hottest topics, I just want to pay homage, give a shout out to the to the Bryant family. Um, Gigi would have been, I believe, 14 years old yesterday, May the 1st. Um, so birthday just passed. Shout out to her um, and everyone as well, too, with that family as well. Now, let's get into the hottest topics. The yeah, King, yeah, yeah. LeBron, Goat, James, just returned the other day, and they went up against the Sacramento Kings. Um, so for those of you guys who don't know, but I'm sure that all of you guys know, he suffered a severe, severe, severe ankle sprain, and I had him sidelined since March the 21st, I believe. So he missed oh. a grand total of 21 games because of that. So that was the most games he's missed in his career. And he's, what, 36 years old, which is kind of crazy. So yeah. during his stint being away, the Lakers went 8-12 and 12 without him. They end up dropping to the sixth seed. Um, and right now they're tied as far as record-wise with Dallas, but Dallas holds that tiebreaker because that mother AD can't at least win one game with them. Um, so they would still play the Nuggets if the playoffs were to start today. So the three versus six seed. Um, but he had no minutes restriction in his return. He played a little under 32 minutes um, and finished with 16 points, eight rebounds and seven assists and shot 50% from the field. Very LeBron James like. Um, so obviously he kind of came a little bit early because he, I felt like he, there, there was definitely a sense of urgency with the Lakers um, losing all those games. And, you know, he wants as much rest as possible in the sense of, you know, if you're the one through 60, you're kind of secured, but if you're seven through 10, then you're in the playing game. So nothing's promised as well too. So he needs a little yeah. bit of rest. Um, and, and I think, you know, when he spoke at his post game, he said it's still a little tight, but it's one of those things where you just have to play through it and you kind of have to build up that immunity in a sense. So I think he's going to be blind. I think he's going to be fine, but, he played with a bit. He played on a bit of cruise control, but even though he was on, still on cruise control, um, he was still on the floor. He looked very explosive. Um, his ability to still play that safety position 
and get players in positioning for defense, his ability to read and react, um, him putting his teammates in the right positions to be successful, making them better, um, his, his dominance in the post, his attack. Um, and, and we got to see like a little LeBron drumming connection as well, too. So that that was pretty good to see. Um, and, and he's needed for the NBA um, off the floor and on the floor as well, too. And the Lakers desperately need him right now as well, too. But I have a question for you, Trader XXIV. Well, LeBron James returning, um, you know, for the Lakers, you know, what does it mean for the NBA and, and what does it mean for the Lakers and, and the West moving forward as well, too? Well, I mean, for the NBA, it's somebody um, who's who's your brand. You know what I'm saying? Uh, if, if we had to go, um, it was probably Jordan, Kobe, and then LeBron in the, in the same kind of sense, you know, as far as lineage of people that, no matter if it's basketball or not basketball, you will recognize these people. People recognize LeBron James. I mean, from basketball, but you know LeBron James' name, whether it be on a soccer pitch or volleyball or so on. There's very little people that might be like, yo, who was that? You know, that'd be LeBron James. So, I mean, it's huge. Um, this guy's playing at 36, playing at a high level. Um, and and to, your, to your comments, you know, it's, this is the first amount of games that, He's this is the longest amount of games that he's missed in his entire career. And it's the ankle. And it was the ankle that it wasn't tweaked. It was ankle that was, you know, an outside force injured it. So uh, you put all that together and it's like, all right, you know, he comes back. Um, the biggest thing for this uh, uh, with the Lakers um, being at the sixth seed, I, I doubt they really want to be at the sixth seed. They probably would have been at whatever position, but it's a LeBron James team. And with anybody that comes from injury or has like nagging kind of stuff or you, you know, you just want your system to work. It's one of those things where it's like, yo, I have the capability. It's like having an amazing driver, but the car is two years out of date. You know what I'm saying? Or the car is so many years out of date. You, you, you know what you want to do, you know, the turns you want to make, you know, just how you want to take that, 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 you know, that, that turn that straight away, how you want to pass different people. But when their equipment is out of date, sometimes that hinders you from doing such um and you don't want that to happen with the best player in the world lebron james who probably takes better better care of his body than you and me and all of our viewers combined you know so uh you want to make the playoffs because this is a year where you can win the title somehow some way um but you also want to be true to the rehabilitation through the oh excuse me that's my laptop i'm watching highlights and talking at the same time <laughs> no um, problem no problem yeah but um true you want to be yeah you want to be true to that process so it doesn't compromise you coming down the stretch coming down to the more physical and demanding games so you want to keep that car which is for all intents and purposes a, a a nice full a nice foreign or a nice little BMW that runs on premium gas, but you want to be able to whip it when you want to know how to whip it and so on, so on and so forth. So that's LeBron James right now. And another sentiment that I have, this will be my last thing on this topic, um, is that wasn't the funnest team to come back against simply because it's not a half court team. The Kings love to run. You got De'Aaron Fox at the helm. Um, you got, you know, the other hitters, you know, quick shoot fast get up the floor fast um it's not the easiest team to come back against no matter what place they are in the west they're a run and gun team uh so 
you know, you, you, you bring your superstar back out, you know, you want to hit your groove, whatever like that. It's not, it's not the most easy, it's not the easiest thing to do, but it was a good showing from his half court sets from getting it done. I think LeBron looked pretty good. I think the Lakers should be in a good spot. Just keep him healthy. Um, even though he's not on a minute restriction, he's King James, whatever like that. He knows his body. I think you pull him at very specific points in the game. You pull him uh, until it comes down. So I'm not even sure when the playoffs, playoffs are starting right now. It's a totally different year. But you pull him uh, all the way going maybe until June. Uh, and you got to play it like that. Unless the playoffs are in jeopardy. But you you make sure he gets his rest no matter what. So that's what I that's my, my spill on that. Yeah, and another thing as well, too, to add on to that, I feel like obviously it was a sense of urgency and they're playing for positioning right now. But if we've seen any past trends from LeBron James, he needs time to figure out his teammates and whatnot. So obviously acquiring Andre Drummond, um, getting Ben McLemore as well, too. I think he wants time to kind of figure out how are we going to be successful with all of us on the floor as well, too. So um, I think in, in literally you just reinserted AD, you just had Drummond. So you had to have you have to have not only AD and Drummond coexist, but you also have to have LeBron coexist with everyone else again as well, too, especially the superstars. So I think that's one of the biggest things as well, too. Um, and I, like I said, we saw flashes of what they can become as well, but um, it's more so getting back. Um, you know, his conditioning and win back um, and then gaining that chemistry as well, too, because when LeBron James is on the floor, I don't think none of us think that they don't have a shot. You know what I'm saying? They're, right. they're champions for a reason. So I expect them to, if they're fully healthy, get their get their get their shit together, to be honest with you. So yeah. they got a couple games left and it's going to be pretty damn tough, man. So they could see themselves outside of, you know, the a secured spot. So they have nine games left this month, and then and then it's pretty much over with. They play the Raptors tonight, who got Kyle Lowry, Pascal, and 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 Fred VanVleet back not too long ago, who are gonna give you the run for their money. They're still a couple games behind, I think three games behind for the playing, so they're gonna play their their ass off. After that, you got the Nuggets with Jokic, who's been balling out his mind. We're gonna talk about a little bit later. And then after that, they got the Clippers on TNT on Thursday. So you know the Clippers, they got something to prove. You got the Blazers with Dame, who basically slipped out of the top six spot, and now he's playing for the plan yet again, which is going to be crazy, but they've been on a three-game win streak. You have the Suns, who just got the number one record in the West, which we'll talk about, but now they're number two just because Utah won last night, um, and they're just a game, a half a game behind each other. Then you got the Knicks, who who have been revitalized this, this whole season. Um, they're making a lot of noise, and you know – they want to see where they compare against the, the defending champs. So they're going to give them, give you their all. You got the Rockets, should be a dub. You got the Pacers, possibly a dub. And then you got the Pelicans um, as well, too. And Zion and all of them are trying to play in the playing game. So you can look at going 500. You can look at going over 500. You can look at losing all these games potentially as well, too. Um, so hopefully they can win enough games just to stay in that 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 four to the six seed that we're looking for. Um, but like I said, you got LeBron James, you got AD, you got Drummond, you got a great coach, you got good depth. So there's no reason why um, they shouldn't find ways to string these W's along as well too. Um, with the Lakers fully healthy, you think they can still get back to the finals? Obviously, the West has gotten tougher. There's a super team out on the East Coast and and some other other pretty damn good teams as well too. But do you think? when it's all said and done, they can still get to the finals this year. 
Yeah, I think they're the favorite. Um, simply because of man, all these noises. But um, I think they're the favorite. I mean, they're the Western Conference champions, and they are the NBA champions for that matter. Um, there's no team that I see uh, from a complete that could beat them four games just yet. Um, and they'd have to convince me otherwise. There's teams that are on streaks. There's you know such an intention to detail coming down the stretch in the final days, but when it comes down to it, and you know there's some time in between and there's game planning, I think the Lakers are still the best team in the Western Conference uh, until somebody proves me differently. Yeah, I, honestly, I think the only thing I'm concerned about right now is will they have enough games going into the playoffs? But then again, if you you can look back at last year because they what in the bubble they played under ten games and then they went straight to the playoffs. So oh, yeah. I guess that would be one of my things. And then obviously AD's been banged up, but before his injury, I don't know if he was battling through it. Um, the entire season when it restarted, eight. This is AD's lowest numbers across the board. I think since his rookie year as well too. Sheesh. You know we know what LeBron James is gonna give, but if AD can't be bubble AD or regular season AD from last season, then so. a team could sneak up on him as well too. So he gotta get his shit together. But um, we'll see how it goes. But like you said, uh, it's really tough to beat LeBron James four times. So they should be the favorites as of right now as well, too. He's Thanos. He's Thanos. He's definitely Thanos. There's another Thanos called KD, which we'll talk about a little bit later, but we'll save that for later. Um, So moving on to the next topic, like I said before, I was kind of excited. You know what I'm saying? I had I had to change up the title, but the original title was going to be the, 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 the Phoenix Suns are the number one seed. They're not the number one seed anymore. So they're te- they were technically the number one seed for less than 24 hours, but then Utah won um, as well too. So I think Utah just has one has played one more game ahead of them. So hypothetically speaking, if the Suns were to play today or whether it's tomorrow, I got to check the schedule and they win, they had a number one seed. So it's going to go back and forth for the entire year. But um, the fact that they were the number one seed for a while right now, they currently have a record of 45 and 18. Um, like I said, Utah just won last night. So now Utah's 46 and 18. The Suns are 45 and 18. Um, that just speaks kind of volumes to the coaching staff, uh, to the players, um, and and just the entire franchise in general who's suffered a long-ass drought as well, too. Um, Booker and CP3 tandem, I never doubt if it would work or not. I, I knew it was going to work. They've been both playing great. Devin Booker started off a little rough, but he's starting to pick it back up. For the season, he's been averaging 26, 4 and 4, shooting 49% from the field, 86% from the free throw line. And then you got CP3 point guard, um, averaging 16, 9 and 4, shooting 38% from three, 93% from the free throw line. And as old as CP3 is, I think he's the same age as LeBron, he's only missed one game of the season. Um, so that speaks a lot about CP3. My question for you is, you know, Every couple of years, we have this new emerging team, right? You know, we had the Warriors. Um, you know, we had OKC in the past. We had we had the Bulls with Derrick Rose. Um, we had this Houston team that came out of nowhere not too long ago. We had the Bucks who emerged as well too. Um, and then we had the Nuggets. And now I feel like the team now is 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 the Suns. Um, should we take the Suns seriously now? And and how much of a threat do you think they actually are going into the playoffs? Um, and then also, do you think that to get to at least make a run to the conference finals, do you think they they need the number one seed to get that far? Uh, I think um, consistency speaks for something. 
so I don't, I don't believe they might need the number one seed just to get to the conference finals. I think they can uh, put it together um, because they won consecutive games. That's why they're in the number one seed. Uh, my thing is CP3 knows how to win games, man. We saw them, uh, him with the Thunder, still a few games last year, and this might be a better team than the Thunder was last year. So I don't never doubt CP3. I don't doubt Chris Paul. Um, I think Devin Booker getting stronger and stronger, being uh, Kobe-esque in a way. Um, you know, you have to respect that as well, too. I think it comes down to um, the experience of the rest of the team after you, you know, get past the fall off. That's what it is, the experience of the rest of the team. So you have your two that could do what they need to do. Um, but the playoffs are a totally different game. So that's that's what we see with these kind of teams that emerge Yo, you know, this is the Bulls team. This is the Thunder team. This is the whatever team. Um, cool. You know what I'm saying? It's like, all right, you know what I'm saying? Y'all go out and play. Y'all hoop. You know what I'm saying? But the grown men going to come on the court later. And y'all better not be here unless y'all really want, you know what I'm saying? Unless y'all going to have a long day. And we, you know, we talk differently. We, you know, hit differently. And there's a different outcome for these things because, you know, it, it, it's pride on pride instead of, emotions and x and o's sometimes it's just you know i'm here what's up what you gonna do and it's a different it's a different realm in general you know it's fun and games then you got you know what i'm saying oh they take it to the the soul realm or whatever realm you go you know what i'm saying like it's it's also it's, oh, fun duel then it's boom big up yourself uh so i think that the suns have put together an amazing season but for the teams that have been battle-tested in the playoffs, they're going to give them a run for the money. If not, they're going to show them what it's like to be in the playoffs. So next time when they have this kind of season and so on and so forth, um, they know what's up. But in recent history and to my knowledge, I haven't seen a team perform like this out of the blue that hasn't been playoff-tested and really go on to get to the Western – to the conference finals for that matter. They might still a series – but to the conference finals, uh, you know what I'm saying? That's why, you know, for all intents and purposes, LeBron and them, they want to, you know, win, get to that 6-5, 4C, cool, if, if possible. But if they sit at, sit at 7 or 8, you're not going to be tripping. I mean, the play-on games, different story. But if they have solidified a spot and they have to play one or two, I doubt they're going to lose their minds. Yeah. Um, so to to answer your question where we haven't seen a team kind of basically just, you know, catapult Miami Heat last year. They didn't make the playoffs the year before. Obviously they signed Jimmy Butler, just how the 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 Suns signed C B three and they went to the finals. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So anything they can happen. Huh? They I think they were a four or five seed. Um yeah, four or five seed because yeah, because they played the they played the Pacers the first round, the four or five, and then the four or five plays the one seed, which was the Bucks, and they lost to them, and then they beat the Bucks in five games, I believe, as well too. So you know, you could have that team that's just destined to, you know, destined for greatness um, as well too. So I, I would not disregard that, but I do agree with you as well. Um, the fact that I think all but. CP and Jay Crowder have only been to the playoffs and been battle tested. Yeah. Maybe something that's huge as well, too. That's a long road. But I think with Monty Williams, I think he's a great coach. I think he's going to have a great, solid game plan, game in and game in, game, game in and game out as well, too. 
uh, one thing that you can lean on is your defense as well. So I feel like the Suns have played stellar defense um, from start to finish as well, too. And then, you know, the playoffs, it's all about attention to detail. It's all about late game situations on the fly as well, too. So with them, I feel like even though Devin Booker hasn't tasted a glimpse of the playoffs, I think um, I don't think the moment's too big for him, right? And I, I feel like yeah. with CP3 guiding them and leading them there, um, I think they'll put themselves in good positions to, um, you know, grind out some wins as well, too. So can they get to the conference finals? I think it's a lot easier if you're the number one seed because after the second round, you play the four and five, winner of four and five. But like we know with the West, we've seen in past years, for example, with my Spurs, they were the sixth seed one year and they lost to the Clippers, you know what I'm saying? They won the championship the year before. So, and then we saw Golden State years back, Golden State against Dallas with Dirk, the eight seed upset the one seed. So we can see anything happen. And Fox. if there's any indication, the West has been the most dominant conference these past couple of years as well, too. I mean, look how many championships between 2010 and, and 2020 that we've seen from the Western Conference as well, too. So um, I don't, I don't, I don't, I think I think they can go far, but I think seeding will matter as well too. Um, moving on from that, and, and staying on, I guess the track of the Suns as well too. You know, should Booker or CP3 even be considered for MVP? You know, a lot of people aren't talking about that as well too. But like I said, depending on if they just get a game, a string of game along as well, they go from the number one seed to the number one two seed in the West. They go from the number one seed to the number one two seed in the entire NBA. And like I said, I gave you Booker's numbers. Um, who's had an 8-0 start in the bubble, and then from the 8-0 start to have one of the best records and, and back it up. And then also, like you said, with CP3, if you look at CP3's tr uh, history, even like you alluded to with the, with the with OKC, every single franchise that he's went to, he's like King Midas, you know what I'm saying? He yeah, has a golden. Certain, a golden touch to these teams where you expect them not to go far, you expect them not to make the playoffs, and he overachieves every single time. Um, so I know a lot of people now it's like, you not only have to have the best record, but you also have your numbers have to back it up as well, too. Mm -hmm. When have we actually talked about the leadership component as well, too? I mean, if you look in the past, Steve Nash won two MVPs and his numbers were not godly because that year you can argue Shaq or Kobe or, or, or D way should have won the MVP that year as well too, putting them godly numbers. But yeah. CP3 should at least be considered like a, a top three candidate or even a Devin Booker be considered a top three candidate for MVP. I think um, from a basketball standpoint, somebody that coaches, watches, and um, is learning basketball more and more. I think I understood basketball at a high level, but I think I am learning it more and more as time goes on. Just coaching would help on you. You know, if anybody, you know, coaching, I'm coaching uh, a certain age group um and this is pre-high school age group but even still like it shows you how much iq you have to have it shows you how much goes into the game um and for somebody that from the outside looking in but it's still attached to the game very much in this in the same vein i'm i'm one of the the organs of the body of basketball you know being a coach and and, and also playing in a way um it's immeasurable the impact that somebody like a CP3 would have on the game. If I had one person like a CP3 um, in my huddle, you know, that's what I'm trying to teach. I'm trying to teach them to all be a CP3 kind of thing. If I had one person that was like a CP3, I'm not sure how many games we will lose. You know what I'm saying? It's not even how many games we will win. I'm not sure how many games we will lose because I could 
tell you you could convey and you could Picasso Bob Ross it on a freaking canvas. You know what I'm saying? Like you could you can make it happen. Manifestation and 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 turning a thought or a speech into an actual thing that is done is a power, right? It's it's crazy. So basketball aside, being able to think it, say it, and do it is like it's alchemy. You know what I'm saying? Because it wasn't there before. You create your own reality. So you come to the basketball court. People like a CP3, people like a, a, a Devin Booker in the making, or even like a LeBron that we can't stop talking about him. That it's like, yo, I have this vision in my head. I know I can get to the finals. I can boom, boom, boom. I'm going to Picasso with. I'm going to, I know the colors that I have, the players, the personnel on my team, I can draw it. And every year people are going to talk about this. People are going to have to respect this. That is, is the essence of life and the essence of power that we have being who we are. Don't discount your energy. But that's what we love about sports. It's like somebody says, yo, I think I can do it. Boom, they go out there and do it. And we lose our freaking minds about it night in and night out. That's the beauty of this life. You have the opportunity. You seize the opportunity. You do it. So, <laughs> coming back to the original question, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, hey, we've been away for a while. I had to get my stuff. But um, come back to our original question. You know, do I think somebody like that could, should be in, in, in MVP contention? Yes, yes, because it's not easy to do that. You have to be cut from a certain cloth to do that. You have to have a certain or about you, a certain understanding of principles, of matter, of people to do what you do. And Chris Paul has gone from team to team to do it. On top of, I don't know what the relationship is, but on top of, uh, there was rumors that Doc Rivers and the Philly were trying to pursue him very, very strongly before the season. And it could be West Coast living, and it could be whatever, whatever like that. But Chris Paul was like, nah, I'm going to stay in Phoenix. I'm all right. You know what I'm saying? He could have the L.A. crib, whatever like that. It's going to stay close to his family. And that's understandable. But even still, they made that decision. They'd be like, no, nah, I'm not going to go to Billy, which was damn near a playoff contender. And with CP3, if if my points argue to be true, and if A, B, C, then Philly would be the favorite in the East if they had CP3, regardless of what's going on in Brooklyn. I'm sorry, because he's just that much of a catalyst. You know what I'm saying? He's like a 20-point boost whether it be from him or from his assists or his leadership simple as that um so so you have to look at somebody like that and say hey uh yeah what uh, uh, i mean it's not the prettiest thing and it's not the thing that's oohs and ahs but for somebody that can go in and affect the game and change the nature and the feeling and the energy and the outcome of a game and the outcome of a team season cp3 Easy and and, and and a Devin Booker, uh, for the numbers that he does, he hasn't had he doesn't have the CP3 effect just yet, but he's well on his way there, you know. Yeah, I feel like it, it's just been a, a like a grand war this entire year. When I, and when I say that, there's just been so many cases for who should be MVP, and people are just trying to get this war over with but yeah, yeah, yeah. You go through the war there there there's a lot of deaths there's a lot of tolls that are being taken and whatnot as well too so we've seen a levy of injuries from 
from Giannis um, with his ankle and knees to James Harden and his hamstring to Donovan Mitchell with his ankle lately. KD hasn't played enough games and B's been in and out the lineup. LeBron, like I said, missed like 19, 20 games as well, too. There's been so many players in and out the lineup and so many, uh, you know, MVP contenders that this may be the craziest MVP race that we've known of, at least for the the duration of the season and the, the most of the season as well too um and sometimes in my head i'm like yo should we even have an nba mvp but you have to give the award out as well too and honestly there's only two front runners in my opinion right now that's left over cp3 in which you just stayed a strong case for and, and i stayed a strong case for but then we have the joker uh nikola Jokic, <laughs> and if we if we go off of the past trends of the the criteria for MVP, then I think last night he pretty much closed the deal against the Clippers as well, too, his arch nemesis. Um, so Jokic has been the MVP by default. He's averaging, as a big man, <laughs> 26 points, 11 rebounds, nine assists, as a big, shooting 57% from the field, 41% from the three, 86% from the free throw line um, and has not missed an entire game. Jinx, knock on wood as well, too. Um, they start off very, very slow. Now they're the third uh, seed in the West at a record of 43 and 21. And catch this. And I'm so sad we never got to really talk about Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray, hope you your yeah, rehab goes well, goes well. One of my favorite players. I was looking so forward to seeing him go crazy in the playoffs. But without Jamal Murray, they are nine and one right now. So is there even a debate on who the MVP should be, or should we just give it to Jokic right now? Like, or someone like like what like let let, let me know what you're thinking right now. Uh I mean that makes a strong case for it. Um I saw Embiid in a few games, and I just just watching the games, and I was just like, <laughs> you know, like like he's been putting up crazy numbers, but I was still like, ah, when watching the game. Jokic just just he just does basketball. You know what I'm saying? Like he just does basketball well. Um and, and with Jamal Murray going out, this is a team that I'd be like, yo, if they were in the Western Conference Finals or even in the NBA championship, I wouldn't be surprised. The Jazz, I still feel like are a year off. And that, that's not losing disrespect to to uh uh who um Spider Spider Mitchell, Donovan Mitchell, or even um the kid that's been hooping for them. Uh, light skin, light skin dude. Rudy, Jordan, huh? Jordan, Rudy, Gordon, right? Uh, no, Rudy. Uh, no, Rudy he, came, he came from he came from Cleveland. Isn't he on the Jazz? Oh, Jordan Clarkson. Clarkson, Clarkson. Clarkson, Clarkson. Jordan, yeah, yeah. Jordan, no disrespect with Jordan Clarkson, Rudy Gobert, so on and so forth. Um, or even Mike Conley. Um, but I just like there's still a year off because that's just how things are going. You know what I'm saying? Like you just have to wait in line, bro. You little bro. You little love, bro. You know what I'm saying? That's my little man. That's my little man. <laughs> and also, but, um, they they haven't, obviously, as of late, sorry to interject, but they haven't been affected by COVID. Uh, it's kind of funny because Rudy Gobert sparked the whole shutting down the NBA. Yeah. But, and they haven't been COVID. really hurt by injuries as well, too, as of late. Um, obviously, Diamond Mitchell just got hurt, but they kind of had a a jump start ahead of everyone as well, too. Um, and that's Bucks. a reflection of their record, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but for all intents and purposes, if I had to kill my love affair with Joel Embiid, um, you know, not 
focus on the miscellaneous people out there. Jokic plays basketball, his team's winning, and yo, like, what else? What else do you want? You know what I'm saying? Like the MVP is such a subjective kind of thing. Like, what else do you want? And I think he does it very, very well. Yeah, for sure. Um, and like I said, looking at looking at how the media hands out the award. I think, like I said, what well, yesterday um, with the Clippers, Kawhi coming back and and it being a close game, I was like, "Yo, you wrap this joint up. They they about yeah. to give it to you in a yeah. bowl. Here you go." Um, yeah. So we'll we'll see how that goes. And and as of late, even though the Sixers have been winning, Embiid hasn't been nearly as dominant as he was. Um, mm-hmm. so I think they're going to give it to him as well too. But either way, I wouldn't I wouldn't be mad on who they give it to, but. I think you have to put into consideration this year. You really have to sit down and you really have to think before you give that vote out on are we going to just do numbers or are we going to not only do numbers and record, but we're also going to do just your impact as just being like a leader, like we said, with the with the CP3 as well, too. So I think it's going to be very, very hard for um, people to vote for and against um, both of those two that I think are basically, you know, have it have it tied up for MVP as well too. Yeah, um, numbers are one thing, but you know, doing the, all the other stuff is a totally different thing. As you introduce the next topic, I'm gonna walk and talk for two seconds. I gotta just check on something. Yeah, well, but, walk and talk. Walk yeah, and talk. For, walk for, and talk. We'll, for two seconds. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One, two. All right. I'm kidding. <laughs> now we're good with that. So, um, Lamelo Ball returned um, yesterday as well too, and I know. We had a couple episodes back when we were essentially talking about, yo, is he going to be the the rookie of the year? Um, this is a foregone conclusion. And obviously in our heads, it was as well, too. Um, he ended up missing 21 games because he he fractured his wrist. Um, but he did come back last night on Saturday on the 1st of May. And, you know, he played 28 minutes, but he scored 11 points, eight assists and seven rebounds. Um, so. Obviously, you know, we have people who have, you know, regular cable television. We have people who have subscription services. We have people who pirate um, and watch these games online for the free 99. But if you are someone who has money and is willing to spend money, if you don't have NBA League Pass, I advise you to go invest into NBA League Pass. Now, you can do something where it's monthly. You can do it for the year or you could just spend it on a specific team at a specific region. But LaMelo Ball is must-watch TV. TV. Yes, sir. It's actually crazy. And me and you always talk about from a philosophical and and, and just from a spiritual standpoint with energy, right? There's a certain amount of players who their energy, when I talk about that, just their aura with them, when they give the ball to someone, that energy just harnesses into that transfers transfers into that person. They're able to just play better and make the shot as well, too. There's very That's what I'm talking that about. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> There's very few on that list. You got LeBron, you got Harden, you got CP3. You can also argue Russ, you got Luca. You know what I'm saying? You got a couple of my players, but LaMelo Ball is one of those players. And I was watching the game yesterday as well, so I kind of fell asleep in the second half. But they start off a little shaky. I don't know if it was, they just had to get Lamelo re- reintegrated into the into their system, so they, they had to get refamiliar with refamiliarized with playing with them as well too. But I was like, in the first quarter, they already had like five assists. I'm like, yo, this mother should have 10, 11 assists right now. They weren't missing their shots. 
But the way he just breaks down the defense, the way he just sees plays happening before it happens is just kind of crazy at the age of 19 as well, too. He's 19. Um, that's crazy. <laughs> and, 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 and he just plays with no fear. He makes his teammates. There's one thing about making your teammates better, but there's another thing where you can actually physically see how his teammates love and want to play for him night in and night out. Like, they will go to war for this guy as well, too. And yesterday, I've never seen it before. You know, I've seen the Kevin Love, you know, full court pass. You know what I'm saying? I've seen the no-look passes from players or a between-the-leg pass from a player. You know what I'm saying? But I've never seen with my two eyes a full-court pass from a player who underhand scoops the ball um, and then lands perfectly into uh, uh, Bridges' hand. He just goes for a layup as well, too. But LaMelo... Man, um, I hope they can they, they can be a part of playing game. Um, obviously, Gordon Hayward's been out for a little bit. Uh, Devontae Graham has been battling some knee injuries as well, too. Malik Monk just returned. So they've been battling injury bug a little bit. Obviously, he's been out as well, too. But they're one of those teams that are going to be scary as well, too. So with the return of LaMelo, um, obviously, like I said, there's different criteria for judging things as well, too. I think they have about nine, ten games left as well, too. Do you think – even with him missing those 21 games, he still has a legitimate shot to win rookie of the year this year. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think other than uh, Anthony Edwards balling, you know, doing what he has to do, putting up numbers wise, I think, uh, I think he has a solid chance, you know, because I mean, again, this is one of the years that we have to be realistic about the injuries and the COVID protocols and such and such like that. But um, between LaMelo, uh, Anthony Edwards, and could make a case for is, – is Cole Anthony's first year in the league too, right? Yes, yeah, first year. First, it's first yeah, year. I mean, yeah, it's he could make a slight case for that, for him. But, um, yeah, I think I think he, he, he could be in the running. I'm not saying he's going to get it for sure, sure out. Um, but if you – again – if you take the time and kind of just look at the stuff, look how he affects the game, as well as kind of the scoring streaks that he's gone on, um, it's kind of clear cut to understand why he should and could be the rookie of the year. Just, you know, energy, whatever like that, if they had to make it an anime, you know what I'm saying? It is is what it is, you know what I'm saying? He he is the leader, he is... uh, Sage mode, if it was One Piece, it would be uh, Conqueror Hockey. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to my One Piece fans. But that is what it is. You know what I'm saying? It's just, and every, the whole battlefield is affected by it. Whatever it is, you can't describe it because it's it is intangible. Um, and there's no stat line. There's no statistic for intangibles. But they do happen. And there is a reason why um, things are the way they are. Um, for Lamelo, for a CP3, um, even for Anthony Edwards putting up the numbers, but it's just a different kind of feel we get every time we see Lamelo. I mean, it could be the press too. Um, and, and we talked about, hey, you know, you're not on TV. It's Charlotte's a smaller market, but anytime we get him, you know, they hype him up and make sure you know he, he gets showed his respect and his love. And it's like, yo, but this kid can hoop, man. He can hoop, and he's only 19. Give it two, three years, and could be really scary hours. No Drake, you heard me? <laughs> no Drake, you heard me? It's crazy because when you think of Lonzo, the first thing that comes to mind is you think of LeVar. But when I think of LaMelo, 
I just think of LaMelo. <laughs> um, so it's crazy. You know, hopefully his brother can get up to his level. Uh, no yes. knock on his brother, but hopefully he can get on his level because, damn, LaMelo, yeah. like, I'm I'm watching. Shout out to my brother who has an NBA league pass, but I'm watching uh-huh. the game that he's in right now. And like I said, like, it's must-watch television. I don't care if they playing the Kings or they playing – the Bulls or they playing whoever the worst team is. I'm, I'm my eyes are glued to the screen, man. I, and and I'm gonna be a fan, continue moving forward. And I just I'm, I'm I know he wants to be great, so I can't wait to see what he adds to his game every single year as well too. And and what pieces MJ can can bring around and build around him as well too. So that's gonna be an exciting team um, to see moving forward. So is he gonna be rookie of the year? I think if he plays the way he's supposed to be playing with these nine games left over, hell yeah. For sure. And any playoff contention as opposed to the Timberwolves? Hell yeah. For sure. Moving on from that, I just want to pay some homage to Kevin Porter Jr. I thought it was only one Porter Jr., but apparently there's two now. Uh, But Kevin Porter Jr. the other night against the Bucks, obviously Giannis didn't play, but it's not going to take away. You're still in the NBA. You still got to play defense. He scored 50 points versus the Bucks. Um, This is a guy who just came out of the G League, I think, as well, too. And he made nine threes and had 11 assists as well, too. Um, I ain't gonna lie to you, man. When you looked at his highlights, maybe I'm gassing a little bit. Maybe I'm a little tipsy right now. I don't really know. But um, he, he was looking like a little baby James Harden out there, man. Um, and obviously, they got John Wall. They got Christian Wood. They got these solid pieces. But more importantly, they're going to have some good draft equity uh, moving forward as well, too. So who's to say they don't, you know, rebuild and and, and start to compete for playoffs and, and a championship in a couple of years from now as well, too. But mm-hmm. I just want to show them some love. Um, I think they really have something to build with because uh, I don't see John Wall in the future. But I do think they have something to build with with Kevin Porter Jr. now um, and also Christian Wood now as well, too. I, I was making a joke the other day to one of my friends. I said, you got a baby hard and you got a guy a baby ad or like at least a poor man so um hopefully they can move forward with that as well too but who cares about 50 right well you can get 60 um so jason tatum dropped 60 points <laughs> spurs the other day and we were up 30 bro like i was bored that day. i was like Yo, i need i need something to watch i don't really feel like watching any film or television i just want to watch some hoops right now and I looked at the scores. I was like, yo, let me tune into my Spurs because I haven't really been showing them too much love this year. You know what I'm saying? I'll pay attention if it's a close game. But I looked the box score. I'm like, yo, we have 30. And we and I'm just getting roasted left and right. <laughs> Hour later, look at the fourth quarter. We only down, we only up one. I'm like, yo, what the yeah. hell is going on? And I checked the box score. Tatum was at like 40. At, at like 40 something. I'm like, yo, what the let me tune in right now. They end up going to overtime. But he just looked like the best player in the league for a little bit. Um, like I said, he had 60 points, shot over 50% from the field, which is crazy. 20 at 37 from the field, only missed two free throws out of attempting 17 um, and made five out of seven threes as well, too. And like I said, they were down 30. Um, so Jason Tatum is just like, damn, you know, you've been battling COVID. You've been going through a lot of shit this year. Your team isn't necessarily the best and in in position to where you thought it'd be. But for you to come out and show out, that shows who you are as an individual. Um, and that shows, you know, how dangerous this team could potentially be as well, too. Um, so my question for you is, you know, um, you know, you think, you know, Celtics, uh, <laughs> I mean, I remember we had a couple episodes back where we're like, 
we literally pondered for a little bit. We're like, yo, yeah, wait, we let's, let's go with the Celtics. And yeah, I'm giving this little queen and shit like that. And you just like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then we just started gigging for a little bit. And I still really don't know what's going on with them as well, too. I don't know who to point the fingers at. I guess it would be a 33, 33.3%, um, you know, share of the blame for every for every aspect from from coaching to the from the GM to the player standpoint. But do you think Tatum will still have enough because he, he it seems like he has to carry such a load now just for them to actually be in a top six seed or just be in a playoff hunt as well too? Do you think Tatum's gonna have enough juice left left in the tank for the playoffs? And you know, there's teams that can quote unquote turn that switch on, right? And obviously with the past history of the Celtics, I think in Jason Tatum's career, they've been to the conference finals at least two, I want to say two times as well, too, against Braun. And then also last year as well, too. They may have made another year, but those are the only years that I think about right now. Um, do you think that Tatum one has enough juice left in the tank to perform at a high level like this in the playoffs? Two, um, do you think they can turn that switch off? And three, do you think there's still a team that can be quote unquote scary um, as a matchup in the playoffs as well, too? Um, yeah, I think they're a scary matchup. Uh, three, I think they want to go ahead and clinch that uh, probably fifth seed, uh, possibly. Um, no, wait, wait, wait. Boom, 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 boom. Tripping. Maybe they want to move up. Maybe they want to stay at six. Who could, Who knows? Um, but the five, it's the five and four, right? Yeah, so right now they're currently the six seed, 34 and 30. Um, the Knicks are the four seed, which they're 20, 35 and 28, but they're only two and a half games behind the Knicks. So, like I said, there's about nine, ten games left for everyone. So, who's to say they don't finish with the fourth seed or, you know, or anywhere between the four to six seed or out of the or, or in the playoff game? So, I think they want to have home, and I think they want to be a little bit of a higher seed. So, I think that fourth, possibly fifth seed, if, you know, a rainy day, happens uh, would be great for them. Um, Jason Tatum having enough in the tank? I think yes. I think they've been trying to figure it out this whole year. We don't know what's really exactly wrong with them, but when Jason Tatum goes off for 60 points, it's really tough to beat them, as we've seen. Um, but uh, for all intents and purposes, they were down in that game. You know what I'm saying? They were down going to halftime. He had to do that out of desperation. Um, so who's to say that the team next team that gets them down like that doesn't just put their foot on their necks and get them out of there. You know what I'm saying? So I think, you know, it's beautiful to see somebody score 60 points, 60 points in a win. Uh, but at the same time, it's like, why does they have to score 60 points? What's going on with this team? How's it going? Um, it still calls for concern. Um, I think the play is, I mean, Celtics will always be scary. They're a contender or we thought they were a contender, but their consistency has been in question. Um, we want to see more from them somehow, some way, but they keep giving us the same old. So um, they're scary, but it's like, what are you going to get from them? You never really know. Um, Jason Tatum scoring 60 points, cool. Or them being out in the first round. You know, it's, it's, it's a plethora of things that they're, uh, you just can't account for it just yet. Yeah, I think they have to definitely, if they want to at least get to the second round, they got to get that four or five seed because mm -hmm. the number one through three seed is pretty much locked up with the Nets, Philly, and the Bucks. So I don't see you beating them in the seven-game series if everyone's fully healthy. So um, 
I definitely, if I were them, try, would try to fight their way to get the four or five seed, or, or else, like you said, that, that's a that's a first round exit as well, too. Um, and even if they match up four or five, and let's say they play like a Miami Heat, I still got the Heat as the favorites. You know what I'm saying? Given their track record from last year, but um, when you have a, a star like Tatum um, and you have Kemba healthy with with, with Jalen Brown and whatnot, um, I think you still have a chance. But it's definitely going to be harder this year um, than any other year since you know Tatum and Brown have been in the league um, as a tandem together as well, too. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, moving on from that. The Greek freak suffered another ankle injury. So this year uh, he's been, you know, overcompensating for his ankle. And he's had some knee pain as well, too. So missed a couple games as well. Uh, but the Bucks have been on the roll lately as well, too. So he played the other night against the Rockets, in which, like I said, uh, Kevin Porter Jr. scored 50 points. Um, but Giannis only played 46 seconds of that game. And he only had one point, one or two from the free throw line. Um, and with me, it's like, that's, that's your asset. You know, you just signed a super max. He made some demands. He got Drew Holiday and, and some other, uh, you know, players added to the roster as well, too. They're, they're historically known for having a number one seed, but this year they're the number one, number three seed. So they kind of been under the radar as well, too. And I obviously think they're still a team to be reckoned with as well, too, but Last year in the playoffs around this time, um, he did have that ankle injury versus the Heat, and he ended up not being able to finish out that series, and they lost 4-1 as well, too. Um, are you concerned moving forward that this could be something that lingers? Um, if you're a part of the organization slash the coaching staff and whatnot, do you have a sit down and say, yo, we know it's not too big of a, a injury itself, but we don't want to essentially re-aggravate that. Do you sit him out for the remainder of the playoffs to rest up? Um, do you think that hurts their chemistry they've been building? Um, because I don't really see them moving away from the three seat like that. I think they have a couple of games um, ahead of the New York Knicks as well right now, too. But what is your thought process as the player, Giannis? And then what is your thought process um, putting your GM slash coaching hat on as well, too, with this with this uh, with this player? If he tell me if he tells me he feels good and can go, he plays as far as Giannis goes. Um, I don't know the severity of it. Uh, we know what kept him out of plays in, playing the Heat yet, uh, last year, but also the Heat kind of had their number, so it was like a little bit abysmal from from that standpoint. But he they they really did have his number um, with that little two three that she I didn't know could stop a seven foot tall person. If I knew a two three could stop a seven foot tall person, I play two three all the time because <laughs> I'm just trying to stop kids five eleven. Um, but uh, yeah, I think uh, from a honest standpoint. Um, you have to, you know, for the money, you know, it's all for the money. Cream, cash was everything around me. Get money, dollars out of bills, y'all. So uh, if, if it's going to hinder me and hurt me a little bit more or, or if it's a lingering kind of thing, I'm going to sit until I'm, I'm good to go. But if not, I'm going to go out and play because I, I I bought into this philosophy. I bought into this team instead of going to the Warriors, which would have made it a little bit of a funner league this year but whatever um <laughs> but so yeah that's that's what i'm thinking um organization if he can go hey come on let's do it you know what i'm saying let's make this push um Giannis, if it's hurting and it's lingering i'm gonna protect me my money and my family and live to play another day yeah i mean with the playoffs coming coming right around the corner um i mean the only thing that i would want is to just keep building upon that chemistry that's already been kind of implemented because like I said as of late since late I think since post all-star break they've been one of the best teams in, in the NBA as well too 
Um, so I will want to continue to build on that as well, too. But obviously, he's your best player, so you're going to need him for the longevity of the playoffs. And we expect them um, to make a huge playoff run as well, too. And it's in their favor because if the Nets have the number one seed, in the second round, they played Philly, so they can potentially get to the conference finals as well, too. Um, but like you said, if you're good to go, you're good to go. But a lot of times players have too much of an ego, too much pride. So even though they're not 100 percent, they're going to say they're 100 percent just to play. I mean, we just came out a couple of weeks ago when they said, I guess, the owner of the 76ers used to hide AI's jersey so he couldn't play um, to further his injury. So that could be a case with Giannis as well, too. But. Like I said, um, looking at the standings right now um, for the conference, they are four games ahead of the New York Knicks right now. So I don't think that's necessarily a cause for concern. So if you can rest them just for a couple games, then you rest them for, you know, about three, four games and let them finish out the season. But I wouldn't really want to take that gamble necessarily. But like you said, if he, if he truly says he's good to go, then let him go. Um, but looking at the schedule right now, they got the Nets. They got they got the Nets today. Then they got the Nets Tuesday back to back. I would kind of want to want to play one of those games just to see how, just to have some footage and and, and archive footage just to see how um, I'm going to potentially play against them from an offensive and de- and defensive uh, strategy standpoint as well too. Then they got the Wizards, Rockets, Spurs, Magic, Pacers, and Heat to finish out, and the Bulls to finish out the season as well too. So a lot of winnable games I think they can they can do without Giannis, but. Um, I definitely want them to have them on the floor, but like I said, too, I, I'd probably be precautious with everything as well, too, because you got to think bigger picture at the end of the day as well, too. Um, moving on from that, uh, Russ God in, in the Washington Wizards, man. Um, you know, we had a couple, ep- we had an episode a while back where we said, yo, is what's good with Westbrook? He's still in his prime. Uh, what's good with the Wizards? And then, and, and like, what the hell is going on, man? Um, the Wizards have been catching a lot of heat this season, like we said before. The duo not working out, Russell Westbrook being a cancer. Obviously, they've been battling injuries and, and protocols as well, too. Bradley Beal, uh, you know, talked about his frustration with the Wizards, but still, you know, playing his heart and soul out, talking about we can't guard a park bus. There, there's just so much drama around the Washington Wizards, John Wall, even. There's just so much shit going on with the Wizards, and we're just like, Yo, to have two superstars like this and for y'all to be the second to worst team in the East for most of the beginning of the season, like, yo, what the fuck is going on with y'all as well, too? Um, but they've been on a tear lately as well, too. I mean, rush for the season. And shout out to Russ because a lot of people, kind of like LeBron James' greatness, we take Russ Westbrook's greatness for granted. Uh, for granted, bro. He's been he's averaged a triple double three years straight. Obviously, he was on the um, Houston Rockets last year, so he had to defer to James Harden. But aside, I mean, he's still an MVP season, type of season last year, and people don't even talk about that, right? Because of the bubble, had a hamstring and a quad injury, so you know it didn't end the way they wanted to. And he just you know happened to you know face LeBron James in the playoffs. It's kind of hard. It's like playing going up against Jordan. You don't really have a shot like that. But um, for the year. He's been averaging 22, 11, and 11. Um, and since April the 7th, the Washington Wizards have gone 12 and 3, and Russ has been averaging 23, 12, and 13. Um, so they are currently right now, I think, in, in the 10th seed for the playing game as well, too. So our, I guess my question for you is, 
are you surprised at all that they were able to turn this around um, and, and be able to at least compete for a playoff spot? Um, yeah. So I guess let's, let's start off. With, let's start off with that. Um, keep it short and sweet. No, not necessarily. That was the uh, goal in the beginning of it anyway. Um, it just took them a while to get it kind of started and going. But I'm not surprised at all. I mean, Russ is putting up the numbers. We seem like, oh, they're winning games. And, you know, Brad Bill has been Brad Bill since shit. A few, he's been Brad Bill for a while now. Um, so on top of, I think, who who they had to go down a injury. It wasn't uh, really. Denny, Denny, Demi, Denny. Yeah, yeah. The one, one they drafted, yeah. Yeah, he went out with her injury, but it was like, yo, like, this was what they expected from the start to try to at least make the playoffs. They had Russ, who um, his teams have made the playoffs in the past recent years, and he can put up the numbers with his team, without his team to do so. I mean, that's why he's so great. Um, so this this is what we thought would hopefully happen. Um, maybe not, you know, fighting like this, but, you know, they're in a contention right now being yeah, possible playing. So, hey. Yeah, for sure. And, and this year, whether we realize it or not, uh, there's very few that have been on the same team and have had the opportunity to – have a player on the team lead an assist and have a player lead with points. So Russ and Beal, if if the cards fall on their hands, they're going to be on that list among the very few who lead and has so with someone who has um, top assist as averaging and then top points for points average as well, too, which would be dope. Where do you think Russ is going to end up as an all-time great? You know what I'm saying? Like I said, his greatness gets taken for granted, but from an athletic standpoint, from an athletic standpoint, he's one of the most athletic, if not the most athletic point guard of all time as well, too. Um, but do you see him ending on like a top 20, 25 list of all time? I know this is our list, our subjective, but would he be in your list of a top 25 player of all time when it's all said and done? I mean, he's only 32, so he still has a lot left in the tank as well, too. Right now, at this point where I'm at, and this is me, so it's subjective, but um, I don't know if I'll put if I could have him on a top 25 of all time, um, I could put him on a t- top 25, top 5, 10 position of all time, you know, like a scoring guard, a shooting guard, um, possible point guard if you want to keep it real, real. Because um, just, you know, th- those numbers, you can't you can't make that up. You know what I'm saying? You can't, quote, unquote, um, oh, I'm padding stats. Nah, bro, like, you know how to play basketball. That's the only way you know how to pad stats. Um, it, but which is also the same reason that I could put him on the top 25 of all time because his numbers are just so ridiculous. I mean, how many other players, you know, can go out and just get you a double-double, a triple-double or whatever like that, you know, night in and night out? That's not easy to do. That's basketball skill at work. And, you know, God bless athleticism at work. So uh, for that same reason, I could put him on the 25 list. For that same reason, I could also put him on – the list of being on top five, top 10 shooting guards, guards, possibly point guards of all time. Okay, cool. So a couple more, um, you know, topics before we end, end the episode for the day. Um, should we be worried about the Nets' health during the playoffs? You know, obviously James Harden has, has been one of the most durable players aside from like LeBron James and Russell Westbrook, among other players as well too. But hamstring injury has had him out for a while. We already know with KD coming off the Achilles injury, um, and he's been in balance some hamstring injuries. He's only played six games in a row this entire year as well, too. 
and with Kyrie, um, he hasn't really been out too much because of health related problems, but obviously off the court problems as well too. Um, but do you see, do you see a red flag for, you know, them not being able to only, only play able, only able, they only be able to play seven games together. Do you, do you see their health being an overbearing concern moving into the playoffs? Or you think they're going to be locked and loaded and ready to go? And, you know, if the playoffs were to start today, they all essentially be playing right now. No, all the time, all the time. That's the next team that injury prone has had injuries. Um, I don't know how to say lingering or not, but does the team that if they're on the floor, they're going to win the championship. Um, but would take them would take them away from the floor was being injured, hamstring, yada yada like that, where they could drop a game here or there. Which after a, a long beat, a long season, and a long kind of trek in the Eastern Conference, that could be the Eastern Conference playoffs. You get to the Western Conference Finals, who knows? I mean, I mean, get to the, uh, to the NBA Finals, who knows? Maybe it's, uh, oh, James Hart with a hamstring this game. It's KD with the calf next game. You know what I'm saying? You start picking and choosing, but, you know, everything has to add up to, to playing maybe seven games, playing best out of seven games. So you can't just take one of your players away in that scenario. That's crucial. So is health a concern for them? Hell yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, who do you think will get out of their slump and be ready for the playoffs? Like, who do you trust the most? The Heat, the Celtics, or the Blazers? A question from one of one of one of our you know viewers. Um, to get out of the slump the most, uh, um, Dame Tom. He went out last year in the bubble. If he can figure out that playing game and get into that, I think they can figure it out and win it. After that is the Heat, who made it to the finals last year. The Blazers haven't been to the finals at all. So I maybe put the heat over the Blazers. Um, but uh probably heat, you know, to figure it out, make a good run down a stretch, and then the Blazers being that they didn't lose any games in the bubble last year and know what what's up when it comes to playoff time. Yeah. That was a tough one. It's really a toss up between the Blazers and Heat as well, too. But given the the like you said, Dame went insane in the bubble as well, too. But he also he he basically had to play like a god just for them to get to the eighth seed. So I think I have the Heat as being the top team to get out of their slump to be ready for the playoffs as well, too. And and given that um they've actually suffered a lot of nagging injuries this year and also COVID as well, too. Um, I think they're they're one of those teams where I know we talked about the Suns a little bit earlier. Are we, or do you think they can be dangerous? I think the Heat can be a dangerous team going into the playoffs as well, too. So we'll see what happens with that. Another question for you. What team do you trust the most? The Clippers, 76ers, Utah, or the Bucks, and why? Seventy sixers, and this is gonna sound crazy because we've seen Doc Rivers, Doc Rivers as team lose three to one games. But seventy sixers have already been a powerhouse. They have a coach that knows how to. This is contradictory to what I just said, but <laughs> you know he's been playoff tested, and I wouldn't say playoff adjustments because that would just kill my whole argument. But I think Doc Rivers has what it takes to possibly win a championship. Um, along with that team who, you know, you should watch out with barring injury aside. Um, so I would give it to the 76ers. The Clippers, I don't believe in them just yet. I'll have to see some, something. Um, Utah, uh, the Heat, yes, the Heat can push it past. They have the GM combination, the coach combination, and 
if their players are playing, they can figure that out. But I'm gonna have to give it to Philly. What's up? That's that's a great answer as well too. For the same reason you give it to Philly was the same reason I don't give it to Philly quite yet because of Coach Doc as well. But I mean, with the teams that I listed, Utah Bucks, I mean Sixers Clippers, and I guess Heat as well too. Um, aside from the Heat. Um, none of these teams have proven anything, you know what I'm saying? So uh, I guess if I had to choose, I would just choose the Clippers just because of I'm more encouraged by Paul George's season. Um, I think Ty Lue has put not only him in position to be successful as well too, but he also has implemented a new system for them as well too. One of the best defensive teams and uh, the top three-point shooting team in the NBA as of late right now. Um, And with Kawhi, you know, and PG kind of going out like some punks last year as well, too. Yeah. Uh, I think that adds extra motivation. Acquiring Rondo, getting DeMarcus Cousins, um, acquiring Serge Ibaka, Luke Kennard. They got more depth as well, too. So I think from top to bottom, um, I think they're the team that I would trust the most out of these teams that are mentioned as well, too. So um, we'll definitely see how that goes as well. Last topic, uh, you know, like I said, we haven't recorded in a while, so I just want to pay homage to my guy right here and ask your opinion. But Steph, babyface assassin Curry, man, um, had th- th- there's a couple players that that come to mind with us who have had just just random tears throughout the regular season, whether it be for a couple games or just a stretch of games for a month or whatnot. So players that come to wide come to mind is you know Dame in the bubble. Um, Russell Westbrook going on his first triple double, triple double historic season. Um, D Wade, uh, you know, 0809 season, and then Kobe just going for 50 points. It feels like every damn that as well too. Um, Steph Curry is now kind of catapult his way into that category as well too. Um, so for the month of April, has been very very historic. Average 37 points, six rebounds, five assists, shooting 52 percent from the field. 47% from three, 91% from the free throw line. And may I remind people, he's not only a seven-time All-Star, he's a two-time MVP, one-time unanimous MVP, three-time NBA champion, great shooter of all time, and changed the game of basketball forever. So I just wanted to give him flowers as well, too, because last year, some of us, including me, was talking like, they ain't the best point guard in the NBA. Look at Dane's range. So that was like, who the – who are y'all? Like, <laughs> I know Dame is great, but did y'all mother forget who I am? You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I, he, like, I, like, like every I said, time. yeah, yeah. And he cooks them every time, like you said. So, like I said, for people who find different avenues to, to watch these games, if you have money, you want to invest into NBA League Pass, Steph has definitely worked that as well, too. But my last question for you is, is Steph – the best point guard already of all time, or should he keep playing, or am I just reaching? It's so subjective, and I'm such a political <laughs> person. Um, he, he's probably the best shooting point guard we've ever seen ever. I mean, best shooter in the league ever. Um, it further doubles down my narrative that he's not going to stay in Golden State unless they get their stuff together. I think he was trying to wait for Clay, but Again, having so many roots in Virginia and Charlotte, for that matter. Um, Dale Curry, um, them growing up in like, like, like Danville to damn near Roanoke of Virginia. Um, mm-hmm. I could see him just saying, hey, Mike, yo, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to come over there. I'm going to finish the next four or five years out with you. 
Um, you got LaMelo Ball, who's hooping. I, I think he gives Golden State one or two more years. But after that, he probably come East Coast and be a shooter to, you know, veteran guard. Probably the, the, the Charlotte Hornets that would probably keep him for however long he wanted to play. And he would probably be a good little, you know, somebody in Michael's ear that, hey, you should get this person, you should get this person, you should get this person, or so on and so forth. I think it's really, really dope. And, you know, they have the assets to get and get over to Golden State that will make it a decent kind of exchange, if not, you know, free agency kind of thing, uh, if that ever happens. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not super big into contracts, whatever like that. I have to look into more of it. So don't shoot me about that, listeners. Um, but, um, yes, Steph Curry has to be respected and admired as at least the best shooting and scoring point guard of all time, point guard of all time. I'd have to do more research. I'm not going to get myself in trouble with that. But he is damn near, you know, have to be top five. Yeah, I agree with you. Definitely top five. Like I said, his career is not over yet. We don't know if he's going to take the route of a Tim Duncan or a Dirk or or a Kobe who just wants to remain loyal and just be a part of one organization because it's really hard to come across that. Or if he's like, yo, you know what I'm saying, I'm not going to sign this offseason super extension. Let me see how it how it works out with with Clay Thompson back as well too, because right now they're playing 500 basketball. Who's to say if Wiseman didn't get hurt, Kelly Oubre wasn't in and out the lineup, and Steph is back. I mean Clay is back. They're not a playoff team right now. You know what I'm saying? So I think he's gonna let us see how things unwind. Um, and if he if he's who I think he is, um, and wants to get championships, then he's probably gonna dip. But like I said, at the end of the day, like he. He's already cemented. He's just adding to his greatness, right? You know what I'm saying? He's done so yeah. much for the game of the NBA. <laughs> he changed it. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to see uh, what happens with that as well, too. But I definitely – I don't think he's necessarily the best point guard of all time right now, but he's definitely head, headed in that in in, in that uh, stratosphere right now. But ladies and gentlemen, that was episode 107 of Season Show. Trader XXIV, do you have any last-minute statements, wise words, anything you want to relay over to the audience? Uh, the last words. Um, recently we saw the um, Devic, the Derek Chauvin trial verdict, um, and it was a verdict that was um, very much in line, in some ways, with what he did to Brother George Floyd. Um, but in the light, in the midst of that, please be vigilant please be cognizant and please be very aware that your state legislatures are passing bills to outlaw freedom of speech outlaw um the things that helped us get to that verdict which would be protesting assembly uh a speech in some way so they're patching that they're passing anti uh protest bills they're passing uh, voter suppressing, suppression bills and so on and so forth. And this is in a great number of states. I think I, last time I saw it was like almost 39 states. So go on, log on, subscribe to what's going on and be vigilant and sign the petitions, uh, get in front of that and, and don't sit back and, and, and just think that a piece of one piece of bread is the whole loaf because it's not. We got to keep fighting. Um, we got to keep staying vigilant and we can't let, uh, you know, it's the game that was set in place that wasn't meant for us to succeed. But while we can play it in a very, I won't say peaceful manner, but in a, in a manner to which 
it doesn't enact violence just yet. Um, you have to do that. So sign the petition, uh, be a voice, re repost on social media, so on and so forth, uh, because that that's the beginning stages of quote unquote violence uh, against us. The quote unquote, um, you know, us seeing the images and the videos that we've seen. So getting it in the legislation stage first. Uh, that way, even more so when we're out in the streets and when we're out speaking out and when we're out kind of risking it all, it's more so justified, so on and so forth. So um, everybody just be vigilant, um, be safe, and uh, love to everybody. You know what I'm saying? Anything for you, Sir Caesars? Nah, I think that's a perfect way to end it, bro. Um, yeah, just keep the fight alive. Um, that was that was great. I always love what you have to say as well, too. Very enlightening. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll end it at that. Hey. Ladies and gentlemen, that was episode 107 of the Caesar Show. Make sure to subscribe on all forms of social media at the Caesar Show at TraderXXIV at Sir Caesars. We out. Peace.